Hello, welcome to another episode of Papa Bear Hikes. What a beautiful 4th of July weekend it turned out to be. And we had some fun. The gang and I, we went out and did a hike and bike on Friday. And it was a blast. We did a, I guess it was about five mile hike up to Mount Tammany at Worthington State Park in New Jersey. Hiked up there, beautiful views of the water gap from up there. An area I love, it's my old stomping ground, not far from where I grew up. Then we hiked down to Dunfield Creek, where there's a nice little border hole area where you can cool off. Probably spent a little more time there than we should have, but it was worth it. Sticking our feet in the cold water, cooling off a little bit because it was really hot on Friday. Temperatures may have been in the low 90s. It was hot. Just a beautiful day. Then we drove over to the other side of the river. We were in the Delaware Water Gap National Recreation Area, and we biked a portion of the McDade Trail. McDade Trail is a 31-mile trail in total, 31 miles, and it goes along the Delaware River. It's a nice bike trail, not too difficult. It was a fun ride. I We did about 23 miles, and uh, then we went and had a cold beer, we had, which is kind of our tradition. Great day. Got a hike and bike in. Long day. Didn't get home until, gee, I think it was about 10 o'clock, but it was worth it. I love these hike and bikes, and now that the warmer weather's here, we're probably going to be doing more of them. Today, I want to cover tents. I want to talk about tents. How do you pick a tent? What's the right tent? And it can get confusing. I'm going to break this down to, there are three types of tents. Three types of tents, A and B. A, there's cheap, mid-level, and high-end tents. And then B, there are freestanding semi-freestanding tents, and non-freestanding tents. Let's start with the freestanding tents. The freestanding tent pretty much is just a tent with, usually they just come with two poles. Sometimes there'll be a ridge pole that goes along the top to help uh, spread out the rain fly. But there's minimal snaking involved in a freestanding tent. In fact, Usually the only part of a freestanding tent you need to stake out would be the vestibules. If you have it, and and most of these tents now have vestibules, that seems to be the norm these days. So if you can't stake this out, if you're somewhere where you're maybe on rocks, because it happens, there's some areas, especially when you get further north on the Appalachian Trail, where you have to set up your tent on a platform, these freestanding tents are great. You're able to set it up, and if you want to pull out your vestibule, You just stick this tent stake through the loop, grab a big rock or a log, put it on top of the tent stake, and you're good to go. The pros of a freestanding tent is that they are easy to set up. You could pretty much set them up anywhere. You could get a good mid-level, a good entry-level freestanding tent at a reasonable price. You don't have to break the bank on on a freestanding tent. It's a great tent if you're somebody who does just some weekend excursions, one or two night hikes. They're perfect for that. If you go cheap, though, you'll pay because there is some crap out there. Uh, Before I go any further, we're talking about one of what we refer to as the big three here, your tent, sleeping bag, and your backpack. This is an area you do not want to go cheap. Buy it once. Buy smart. Buy once. Don't go cheap on these because there's freestanding tents out there that are just garbage and they're cheap. There are some quality manufacturers out there. Peekabrew and Special K use the Kilty tents. That's a good tent, good quality tent. Eureka makes a good tent. 
These are good tents if you're, like I said, if you're that person who does one or two night excursions. The con with the freestanding tent is they could be a bit on the heavy side. If you're doing multi-week hikes, those ounces add up to pounds, which adds up to, well, as they say, pain. So that's probably the biggest con with the freestanding tent. That, and as I said, if you buy cheap, you're buying junk. You can buy a good freestanding tent, probably starting at about $120. The semi-freestanding tent, which is what I'm currently using, and I've been using since 2016, that's a tent where, well, let's see, put it best is pitcher, in my case, my, my tent, my Nemo Hornet, it's like a Y-shaped pole, like a shock cord pole with a hub in the middle. And when you put, put it all together, it's shaped like a Y. At the head end of the tent, there's what they call Jake's feet, where you can put the poles in and holds them in place. And then at the foot end, there's a grommet. You have to stake out the bottom part by the foot, and then you're set up. Put your rain fly on. And as I said, with the freestanding, you can use rocks, logs, it could be done. I have set up my semi-freestanding tent on tent platform successfully without much work. Actually, when we went to Overlook Fire Tower last year, I set it up on rocks just by grabbing some big rocks and putting it at the stake out points. I just slip the stake through the, the guy outline and put a rock on it and it holds it in place. I really like my semi-freestanding tent. The difference between freestanding and semi-freestanding, one of the differences, the freestanding tend to have more square inches. They tend to be more symmetrical in design. The semi-freestanding, because they're looking to save weight in a lot of cases, are more asymmetrical, where you'll have, it'll be wider at the head end and narrow at the foot end. One of the pros is the weight. They're using lighter material, which which adds to the cost which we'll get to. It does, they do cost a little bit more money. And I think they set up easy. That's what I think is one of the pros. And they, it's a reasonable weight. It's not as light as the non-freestanding, but it doesn't cost as much. It's not as heavy as the freestanding. Uh, my poles break down to 16 inches, which is nice because I could put them right inside my pack. I don't like stra- strapping them to the inside. I just or to the outside, I just always have this fear that it could slip out or whatever. I like being able to break down my poles and put them inside the backpack. One of the cons of the non-freestanding is, again, if you go cheap, and there are cheaper semi-freestanding tents, you're, you're getting garbage. I'd say you're running a bigger risk of getting garbage on a semi-freestanding cheap tent than with the freestanding. Don't go cheap. Buy it once. And another con, of course, is it's a little bit more work to stake out if you if you don't have soft ground to go into if you're on rocks or on a tent platform. The third type of tent is the non-freestanding tent. And that covers quite a few different types. We'll start with this, the good old-fashioned, traditional, what is often referred to Boy Scout tent, where it has an A-frame type of shape to it. The ones we were using in our troop are the Eureka Timberline. And I think they may have had anywhere from six to eight um, stakeout points on them. You put the 
after you put the rain fly on it and stake it out. And I, oh, there were so many cases where those stakes would loosen up at night or it would rain and it would loosen up or scout wouldn't put it, the stake in properly and it would come out loose. Quality tent, bomb proof, but could be a little finicky to set up. But like the semi-freestanding and the freestanding, it does have a rain fly, which help if, if set up properly helps with condensation. If you, if you stake it out properly and use all your guidelines, you won't have an issue with condensation. But there's a lot of ifs in there. And they're heavy. Great for scout troops. I wouldn't want to take one on a backpacking trip. And then there's the emergency shelter, which again is a, it's a non-freestanding tent where you can use trekking poles to set it up. And it is exactly as I described. It's an emergency shelter. It's basically three sides. You could use your trekking poles or find sticks, stake it out, and spend a night in there. People will use these in the wintertime. They're good wintertime shelters. Uh, or, as I said, they're light enough to put in your pack because they are emergency shelters. Then there is something that has really taken on, really become very popular over the last 10 years. Uh, I think it maybe is what sparked the cottage industry and manufacturing backpacking gear. And that is your trekking pole tent. It's a non-freestanding tent and you use your trekking poles to set it up. Then you have to stake it out. These are single wall tents, really, really light. You can get them where they weigh maybe a pound, which is close to half the, well, it's about half the weight of my semi-freestanding. Packing them up in your pack is super easy because you don't have any poles to worry about. You can pretty much just put that in your backpack and set it, you know, lay it around anything you want to make it fit. They get pricey. You're not going to find a cheap, non-freestanding tent. It's, they're not out there. And if you see it, stay away from it. As I said, the pros are the weight, the packability, the cons. It must be staked out. You have got to stake it out and stake it out properly because if you don't, you're going to end up with puddling or just the wind blowing it stakes out. You can set, I've seen people set these up on tent platforms. It takes a little bit of work again, but it can be done. The cons, the cons of this is condensation. That's, that's the second con. Condensation, especially in the Northeast, can become an issue with these single wall tents. Which one should you buy? Well, it's a matter of preference. Personally, I'm happy with my semi-freestanding. However, if I was going to buy another tent, I would take a really good look at the non-freestanding tents. I'd have to go back and take another look at them and possibly buy one. I'm not 100% sure. But I will say this. You need to... Assess your own needs. You need to take a look at the type of backpacking trips or canoe trips or bikepacking trips that you're going to be taking on. You don't need a $500 or $600 tent if you only go a couple times a year on overnight trips. But don't go cheap if you're looking to through-hike the AT. Don't go on Amazon or one of these big box stores and, and buy the cheapest tent they sell. You'll regret that. On the other side of that coin, don't go out and buy the six or $700 tent to go on a weekend backpacking trip because your favorite YouTuber uses it. Be smart on how you go about these purchases. I hope you find this information useful. Uh, thanks for listening. 
I am really excited about my upcoming Tahoe Rim Trail hike. I got to tell you, I'm going to have Shroomin on soon, and we're going to go over the remainder of our plans. Everybody that's been buying the book, thank you. Uh, you know, I haven't been doing a lot to promote it, and I'm happy that everybody's buying it in spite of that. But hey, thanks for your support. You know, we just passed 250 episodes, and I'm ha- I'm still having a lot of fun with this. And obviously, looking at the number of people who are subscribing to our podcast and listening, it seems that you're enjoying it as well. Thanks for the continued support. Get outside and make sure you have some fun and be safe. Thanks for listening. If you haven't done so yet, go to our website, PalmerBearHikes.com. Listen to past episodes. Check us out on social media. Go to our YouTube channel, Martin Outside. All those links are there. In addition to that, you can buy our book or see what you're missing out on if you're not a Patreon member yet. Remember to get outside, have fun, and be safe. This episode of Pop Bear Hikes has been brought to you by Avalon Publicity. Avalon Publicity, increasing the digital footprint of content creators and skilled professionals via website development and social media services. For more information about Avalon Publicity, go to their website, avalonbusiness.org. That's avalonbusiness.org.